Hello and welcome to the Fire Up Podcast. I'm your host, Deborah Trapin. I'm so thrilled to share a new mini-series here on the podcast called Spill the Tea. Join Molly McKinley and me for conversations about being intentional and confident in uncertain times and beyond. Molly is the CEO of Intentionalities and host of the Afternoon Tea Podcast. So in honor of our shared love of tea, pull out your sassiest teacup, brew your favorite tea blend, snuggle into your coziest spot, and listen in on this hour of togetherness. Get ready to hear us sharing ideas too, best practices around, and of course, highlighting our favorite people, brands, and initiatives, positively serving humanity, and sprinkling joy over their slice of the galaxy. Without further ado, let's spill the tea. Good morning. Good morning, friends. Hello, world. (laughs) Well, it is the first Tuesday of January 2021. It's the 5th. And as you can see, I'm here solo for a, a hot minute. We are rolling fast and furious into 2021, and my partner in all of the amazing collaborations and fun things, including Spill the Tea, is Zoom, Zoom, Zooming from a film shoot to her to her office. So uh, we're going to have a little quiet time, you and me, while we wait for Miss Molly to arrive. I would love to, um, A, make sure, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Is technology working all right? Uh, This is my first live of the year. uh, And so I want to make sure. Hi, Karen. Welcome. Welcome. How is everyone doing? Uh, One of the things we're going to talk about today on Spill the Tea is the, you know, what a new year really is this year. It feels a little different. Uh, I've seen some really sassy write-ups about, you know, New Year, same me, stop telling me I have to be new. (laughs) Uh, And for those of you who have been in my world uh, for any amount of time, you know that I'm not a huge New Year's resolution setter. I believe that we've got, uh, we really, especially as women who own our own businesses and own our own destinies, that every day... I wake up is the start of the next 12 months for me. And so I've never, I, well, I should say, I shouldn't say never, because of course, when I was a kid, it was always very exciting. But as a business woman and as a leader, I, I, I look at it less as a goal shift and a goal space as, and more of a mind space shift. I love the energy that people have on January 1st. I love the, especially the first few weeks of January. I feel like everyone kind of feels like I am blessed to feel all year long (laughs) with the excitement of the day and what starts new. And I'm always looking for ways to help people keep that feeling that, that I've been able to you know, really infuse into nearly every day. I don't wake up every day like, woo! Like there are days where I want to put my head underneath the covers and <laughs> continue to hit the snooze button. But most of the days I'm really excited to get out of bed. Um, so we're going to be talking about uh, like really what the start of 2021 means to the two of us. And I, we're also going to be talking about our one words. And so I'd love to know for those of you watching right now, do you have your word, your guiding word for the year yet? 
I I shared on the the final spill the tea of 2020. I shared one of the um, guides that I have been kind of putting together for my community for the last oh, goodness sakes maybe eight years now. <laughs> Is that possible? <laughs> Is it possible for me to be doing something like that for the, for this long? But yeah, I really think that it's been this long. Um, I call it my Moxie life, and so I'm going to drop it here into the um, the comments so that. For those of you who haven't had a chance to see it, um, can play around with it because it is one of my favorite guides of the year. Of course, I love it when people go through their core values and I have that guide and setting and creating your custom affirmations. I love that one. This one really brings together uh, what I call uh, life commitments. So they're not business goals. They're not even life goals. They're things that you're, you're committing to yourself to pepper in throughout the year. And when I say pepper, I, I, I actually hear that word differently now. <laughs> For those ladies of you that are listening, so uh, one of the other things that we wanna talk about today is the books that really inspired us last year and, and kind of like what's on our, our docket for this year as far as things that we wanna listen to and read. And I, my very last read of 2020 was Cassandra Speaks. And when I say reads, I mean, listen, she went on walks with me in December. And one of the things that Elizabeth Lesser, who's the author, talks about is um, really paying attention to the words that we use, the word that we use when we are describing things. And um, Molly and I are super excited about that today too. Oh goodness, actually, I think I see her in, she's getting herself plugged in. This is very exciting. Um, uh, I do see, oh, Karen, Karen's word is wonder. Oh, I love that word. A feeling of surprise mingled with admiration caused by something beautiful, unexpected, unfamiliar, inexplicable. Oh, I love that, Karen. That's so beautiful. Um, Molly, give me a, a, a little wave if you are ready to go. Okay. I'm going to bring you up and in. Yay. Hi. Ooh, you had a haircut. No, I, I, well, I, I curled it. Does it look shorter? Uh-huh. It's yeah. pretty. It looks great. Oh, thank you. We had that video shoot today. So um I, I couldn't decide if this dress is like like Lakshmi Goddess or Little House on the Prairie. Like, so I was like, well, I'm gonna vote for the first. <laughs> <laughs> All sure. right. So so hello world. Hello world. It's Tuesday. Molly's here, Deborah's here. We've got warm things. Hopefully, hopefully you've got something warm in your your cup. I've got something in mine. Um, you've got water. Yes, good water. I love that bottle. I love those colors together. Yeah, it's one of my favorite combinations. Yeah. <sighs> this, actually, um, this was a gift from my friend Nicole because she is my wellness coach. So she is helping me um, lose those, those that weight. But this is what she sent me in the mail, and I have to do two of these a day. So um, I'm not a water drinker. So it's been a, a challenge, but talk about affirmation. Like I'm at don't give up right now. So <laughs> yes, I love those bottles. Um, I, I, it's not probably not the same company, but I had one of those, my girlfriend, Rebecca sent it to me a few years ago. And I thought, what a great idea. Like it had uh, a fun quote on the front and then it had little you know, fun things. I love water. So I've never had trouble drinking mm. water. I, but so many people do. Yeah. So many people have, and I don't know what it is. I there's for me, whenever I drink water, I feel so good. Oh yeah. I, 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 I have feel kidney, good. 
So I have to, you would think I would be motivated to drink water. Um, but I'm a bit of a water snob. I do like sort of the sparkling mineral water and, um, but I don't, I drink it like little bottles, not like 64 ounces or whatever it is that I'm actually supposed to drink. So I, I'm, it's, I'm a terrible water drinker. So I'm, I'm changing that this year. Okay. So we know around here that we sharpen each other's saw. And so I'm going to remind you right now, the, the words that follow I am are yes. super powerful. I am wonderful water drinker. <laughs> <laughs> I am improving my water drinking habits every day. Yes, I am improving my water drinking habits. Yes. I water, actually. I am. So, Yes. Well, um, so I have a couple of tips on drinking water before I share what's in my cup. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you use any kind of essential oils inside your water, but that is a first and foremost thing. I say, add some lemon. It's great for the digestion as well. Mm -hmm. um, add fresh ginger, mm -hmm. add herbs. I know you've got things growing in your garden that you can put into your bottle. Um, also I have one of those, those stream, I can't think of what it's called now, pop stream or something like that, that yeah. um, you have like a canister that you take and you get refilled with, um, with the magical gases that turn your regular water into fizzy water. And then I do half and half. So I still have a little bit of that zing. Yeah. But I'm not drinking carbonated water all day because car drinking carbonated water all day makes you feel bloated and icky. And so if you just half and half it, you still get the little zing, you get yeah. a little flavor from the essential oils and the herbs. If you've got cucumbers, that's even better. Cause again, that's another great natural yeah. green in there. And then um, at the end, especially when I use cucumbers, they are so delicious and plump and have the lemon flavor that they're an awesome extra little snack and yeah. way to get more greens in your diet. So well, it's funny when I'm listening to you talk, right? Like I do all of those things at home with tea but tea is essentially the same thing, but with hot water, really. So why am I struggling with this? I, I, it doesn't make any sense, right? Like you would think I would be a water, you know, expert. Well, because I, I believe that part of it is what the words you're saying to yourself. I'm not a water drinker. Yeah. I, I believe that part of, part of the um, psychology of wh whether you want to call it, I mean, you're just your healthy lifestyle. Right. I mean, yeah. people who say I, I don't like to work out or I'm not a runner or I don't walk or all those things. It, it takes our minds so much more time to get over the fact that we're changing that neural pathway. Well, and so it's just consistent, consistent, consistent. I love water. I love water with lemon. Lemon in my water makes me so happy. I want to drink twice as much. Like we just have to do, say a, a ridiculous amount of times to yourself because you have to back the train up. You've yeah. created a, a black branch in your brain when it's related to water. And yeah. it's possible to undo. You just kind of raise it. Well, and that is from Indistractable, that near aisle. Um, you know, he was saying that people who they tend to do better when you take ownership and you become like, I am a water drinker, you know, and it becomes a part of your identity rather than just something you're doing. And I actually 100% agree with that because when I became a vegetarian um, years and years ago, I mean, it's probably 14, 15 years ago. Um, you know, you become a vegetarian, right? It's a lifestyle. It's, it's an identity. Um, and so like people always ask, well, don't you miss meat? And like, no, because I'm a vegetarian, right? It's not like I'm missing meat. So I think that that's, yes. I have to become one with the water. So, 
Yes. And, and with any kind of new habit that you're trying to build any, because a habit doesn't have to be something physical, right? A, a mindset habit is this is just as difficult if you don't pay attention to all of the different aspects that do affect it. Mm-hmm. So you have a really cute bottle that you drink your water out of, which is great. Like that's the other trick is making it visually pleasing. Uh, you know, when you're, when you're trying to cut, cut your calories per se. Right. And, and if you already are eating great food and you know that it's simply the amount of portions, then you just get yourself really cute, smaller plates, right? It's all about the presentation. And so that's why the, having the beautiful things like blueberries and, and rosemary and Mm -hmm. cucumbers floating around in your water. It's like, Ooh, it's a work of art. Like I'm proud to show my waters. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, um, I think that's that's part of it. It becomes a, a outlet for your creativity as well. And so, you know, you, you drinking hot water is the same as drinking cold water. I mean, cold ice cold water does help with your metabolism, so they say. Wow. However, if you're drinking to be hydrated, you could simply just drink more hot water with lemon during the day. That still counts towards your water. That's true. Although I'm not sure I can have lemon right now. I'm on a very I'm I'm following I'm following my coach's orders. So, oh yeah, sure you can have lemon. That's interesting. I know, right? I don't know if I can or not. I have to ask her, Nicole. If you are, <laughs> it's actually, and she's actually a total um, someone that I've interviewed on my podcast afternoon tea with. Um, her name's Nicole Nichols, and she is the owner of Republic of Yoga in Cary, North Carolina, and um, yes. now she's starting to become a health coach. So, if there's anybody else who wants to do this crazy thing with me. Um, she is your gal. I can put her contact information in here. Perfect. So. Yeah. I feel like I, I listened to that. That was earlier this year. Is that or earlier last year? Yeah. <laughs> We're in 2021. Whoa. Right. That's crazy. Yes. It's, it's wild. This, this year, you know, I, um, okay. So really quickly, I am drinking equality today with, right. and, and I, there is something about this scent of this tea that makes me feel like it's summer. And when I got up this morning, it was so cold. I mean, it was so cold. And our it's been raining here, which I love. Uh, uh, all of you know, I love the rain. And so the river in our back, it's a class two river. So it's not like it's just, it's, it's no Colorado River. It's more like a stream, but it's huge right now. And okay. so it was so cold in the room and the window was open and I could hear the, the river going. And I was like, I need a little summer. <laughs> I just I need summer in my cup. And so equality was the go-to for me. Um, and I, there is something so special about it. I'm going to actually see if I can drop the link in here. So what it looks like, this is one of the intentionalities. This is one of Molly's teas. Do you want to tell everybody what's in it? Yeah, that is a mix of green and uh, green teas as well as peach. And the reason why I think it feels like summer, because for me, peach is is very much like a juicy peach. Um, but that is inspired by Kama Thomas. And because when we had that conversation last year, um, you know, she was saying that she wasn't really a tea drinker. But when she was, that her green tea with the peach was her go-to. And so inspired by that conversation, um, you know. I had such a moment on New Year's Eve day because we were, you know, sending money and writing checks to um, the nonprofits that the tea supports. And it was it was a moment because, you know, while we're writing these checks, it's like, OK, this is actually what 
I mean, I had a dream about this business. I mean, like actually I woke up in, you know, in the middle of the night and was sketching and writing and, you know, Stacy was like, what are you doing? Like, oh my gosh, I have the, the, this, I have this crazy dream that we need to do. And <laughs> I know, and it was about tea that was, that had these goodness loops where each tea gave back to a cause that was um, aligned with the, the, the plant ingredients aligned with the, the intent and, um, you know, was really this full circle of, um, you know, intentionality. And, um, you know, it was just kind of serendipitous too. I woke up and like I said, in the middle of the night, I was on GoDaddy and intentionalities.com was available. And I'm like, what are the chances of that? And like <laughs> the whole thing just sort of started to unfold as it should. But, um, but the giving loops was something that we added this year. And um, that's really what the, the whole point is, you know, is to have, you know, is to actually sip and, and give back. And I believe that's the future of business. So. I love that. Well, and you uh, are writing about that in the book. Uh, however, yeah. where we, dig deeper into books and book lists. Let's do some breathing because I know you could use it after that zoom, zoom in the car yeah. to your studio room there. Yeah. And um, I always welcome an opportunity to get some deep breaths in. My feet are bare and they're on the ground and I'm ready. I love it. Well, let's take our hands and just place them on our heart, our chest today um, and find that tall lifted spine grounding through the feet and the sitting bones. And just start to have really full breaths in, and then the audible exhales, just letting go and just full breathing in, and a beautiful audible exhale. Just noting the shifts in the body as we connect to this breath. Our hands on our heart, sort of remembering, reminding ourselves of our inner wisdom, our whole selves. And one big time together, inhale. And big exhale, release and let go. So good. So I, one of the things I got for Christmas from Andrew was a new Tibetan singing bowl. Ooh. And I, what is the I know. I'll, I'll bring it. I'll bring it next week. Okay. I'll bring it for sure next week. But the singing bowl has really helped me quiet my mind. Okay. And for meditation, like it's actually pulling me towards my yoga mat. Mm. Uh, and in particular, like I, the yoga mat that I have has this beautiful um, image in the middle that you would love. It actually looks almost like the the intentionalities logo. It's, oh. it's got that. Yeah. Right. And so it's, it's not a full, it's, it's more like the sun. It's more like a sun. Okay. Um, it's an open center. And so mm -hmm. the bowl fits perfectly right in the middle of it. Mm. And so I'm like, Ooh, this is kind of fun. <laughs> and so I'm, I've been watching some videos, ways that I can get better about, you know, like learning the art of it, but it yeah. has the most delicious, hum to it is it a low vibration or a high vibration it is it's like alto okay yeah because <laughs> actually singing bowls correspond to the chakra right so the deeper the tone the lower the frequency so the lower the chakras and then the higher the tone the higher the frequency the higher the chakra and so it's interesting and, and you know you use it on the outside of the bowl 
a lot of people like they try to like ding it, you know, or, but you take your little wand and you go on the outside of the bowl yes. to create that. Sacred oh, yeah. I get that thing singing. It oh, gets I love it. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I've used the dampening side and the, the, the non-dampening side and, it's it's been really fun to just experience and experiment with it uh but i was thinking about this breath and the you know i've been working on different breaths right mm -hmm. we've you've taught us so many over the last 31 <laughs> episodes of spill the tea that i'm like oh uh, and so i've been doing a, a variety of them while focusing on the singing bowl. And I, I want to encourage anyone who is watching or listening to the replay that if you are someone like me who has said in the past, it, I find it difficult sometimes to quiet my mind. I find it difficult to get into a space where I can actually meditate. This, this baby bowl, I mean, honestly, you don't even need the full bowl. You could get yourself a bell. Yeah. I mean, it really is. It's the sound that you physically make yourself. So I've got meditation playlists and stuff that have the ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> like we have those, but there's something about being physically in charge of making the sound. And um, so it's it's a great addition for anybody who's looking for something extra. Um, to a little tip there for people who may be struggling is notice which direction you're facing when you're trying to meditate. You should be trying to face north or east. So a singing bowl or a bell actually corresponds to east, wind, air. Um, and that helps us with meditation. When you are facing west or south, west is water, south is um, fire, it actually fires you up. And so it can detract you from meditation. So if you're just sitting down every day and like, I'm really struggling, maybe try directionally changing facing north or facing east. Um, see if that helps. That is that's great advice because my house, um, I'm thinking, I think I was facing last night when I was doing it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that my body was facing like Southeast, but when I was turning to like play, play with, play the bowl, yeah. you say play the bowl, um, interact with the bowl. I was turning more, way more South than I was East. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to play with that. I'm going to reposition my yoga mat and, and uh, see, like, at, you know, take it to 11, take it to 11. <laughs> Everything is intentional, right? Yes, yes. Well, and when we know better, we can do better. It doesn't mean we can't try things and, and uh, you know, not do them 100%. But it, when we have these conversations, right, when I'm, I'm having a conversation with a yoga master right now who's like, hey, you know, this might help you. And <laughs> you know what? I'm sure it will. I'm absolutely sure that it will. So one of the things that I was letting everyone know as um, I was filling space until you joined us was we've got so many amazing things that we have talked about that we want to do this year that we want to talk with our community about. And uh, I thought we could start with our books because the, the book list was actually inspired by my last listen of 2020. And I have a feeling she might have actually been your last listen of 2020 because you, when we met on the 22nd, I don't think you'd had a chance to start it yet, but you have talked about the fact that you listened to it. So, yeah. um, and that, that book, for those of you who weren't here uh, a couple weeks ago is Cassandra Speaks. That yeah. is by uh, Elizabeth Lesser. Yeah. 
that this book, I I feel like if I were to say there's one book that impacted me on so many different levels, it was this book. It was Cassandra Speaks. And all of the other books kind of were cracking me open for this book. They were... They, they were just like, they were little fissures. Mary, you know, Mary Magdalene Revealed was a, a slice of it, right? Yeah. Burning Woman was a slice of it. Uh, Dance of the Dissident Daughter was a slice of it. Yeah. Uh, this book, what I love about Elizabeth, and, uh, you know, I know that we will, when her, when her retreat center reopens, because let's pray that it does, yeah. uh, we must go. Yes. And we must meet her. Yeah. <laughs> like, we must do a live spill the tea with Elizabeth Lesser. She yes. she changed me. She changed how I look at so many things. And the list was really the first thing that I was inspired um, to actually physically do. Uh, because she, at the beginning of the book, and then a couple times in it, right, Mal? She, she talks about these lists of books. These lists yeah. of um, content the content that when you search the google yeah and you type in best books yes of all time yes 90 percent of them plus really like 98 percent because i think it's really one or two books that are written by women yeah and so, so what and what i love she speaks our language in that it's not that books by men are bad it's that if all the books we read are met, are written from the male perspective, we're missing out on the other side of the story. I listened to that, her say it over and over again, because I was like, this is, this is it. This is it. This is where the conversation really needs to go. It, we need to shock people in these, into realizing what we're actually going for. Because That's when she's, when she started reading that list and, and honestly, were you, um, I don't know. I, I, I really got emotional when she was talking about it. Cause I thought even the best, like the top hundred books that her son had in that box. Yeah. The AP lip boxes. And I was like, you know, I, I remember being in AP English in, when I was a senior in high school and we read so many of those books. And my teacher was this, she was Lily Tomlin's Frankie character on uh, Frankie. Like she was that, like she had wild hair and had rings on every finger and, and she just was this beautiful character, but it was almost like uh, she was a character, not a, a real person. Mm. Yeah, I, I I totally had the same profundity um, when they, because she went through like multiple lists, like the high school list, the AP lit list, the, you know, the, the college reading lists, the bestsellers lists, all of these lists, 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 and they're mostly men. And all of the great works, you know, I read um, years ago, I actually printed out that and just checked through each of those. Um, and it's, didn't even realize at the time what I was doing. I was just reading the great works, but it's only the voice of men, um, mostly. I mean, like you said, 95%. And so it's really, really important, I think, to make sure that um, just even the awareness of the fact that we, it's only half of the story. 
And a lot of the times the, the male authors are telling stories of women from a male perspective. And so we're really getting the female perspective lost in the mix. Um, yes. Because Even women. Yes, because it's a, a patriarchal view of women. And, and so it really is time. And I, that's why I love that you named the books like uh, Mary Magdalene Revealed. And for me, like adding to that list from some of the books that I read, is Woman with an Alabaster Jar. Um, you know, these are all books about the lost stories of, of Mary in, um, you know, the, the whole, you know, Christian tradition, but also the lost voices of women. And the voice, the, I think the book for me um, that absolutely moved me in my being was the um, Sumat Kids, um, The Book of Longing. And that book, I think above any other book, um, when she was saying, you know, how to, her prayer was to, to be in her largeness. Um, yeah. like that was it. Like that is absolutely, um, my prayer and my purpose and my hope for everyone is to be in their largeness. Um, and for that, her words, her voice to be heard, um, and to be, and to be remembered. Um, so I, I just a hundred percent with you. Um, the other part of the book with Cassandra Speaks that I think should be addressed is where Tori, uh, excuse me, Toni Morrison, you know, described herself as, um, oh gosh, what was the word? I just, a woman of valor. yeah, a woman of valor and um, yeah, gallant. And she was gallant. I almost picked valor as my word. Yes. Um, for this year. However, Molly, it, it actually, I didn't choose it because it is used in a lot of um, war related. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and I thought even this word, because I immediately attached myself to that word as well. I was like, that's such a great word. Yeah. However, I'm really trying to do what she, what Elizabeth tasked us to do, which is look at even the words we're using yeah. and see what are they, what are, what's woven in around them, inside them. And what, what words are you weaving? So like things like slay, like, that's a big word in today's society. But I thought, you know, I'm I'm going to stop using that. Yeah, because most of our words and metaphors are aligned with the patriarchy and dominance and control. And we need to reshift the paradigm and create the metaphors that are aligned with the other aspects of femininity, which are nurturing. And, you know, like it was just such a moment because, you know, even like I'm going to go kick ass you know, and, uh, you know, it's just, there's every, when you think about the words and I am like super, I've got a lot of masculine qualities in me. So I, I am all about that, but it's like all of the sport metaphors and the war metaphors and all of these things, just taking a look at this type of word, this world that we're creating with our words, because our words are those sacred vibrations that are part of that creation process. Um, yeah, it's so crazy. Oh, it's so good. So for those of you who just topped in, uh, we're talking about our books. I think Molly, do you have your list ready or is it going to be ready this week? Um, mine is going to be ready this week. I have started it, but I was, as I was going through it, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have read so many books and listened to so many books. I'm trying to, um, I'm trying to organize them based on spiritual texts, business works, you know, there's a whole bunch, but I, I have them, I have them here um, for conversation, but I don't have my list to drop it yet. Yeah, no, 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 that's no, no worries. I have a lot of ours are the same. Yes. I know when I was real estate, I was like, oh, and, 
And I want to take a moment and honor the fact that so many of these books, the Mary Magdalene Revealed, the um, Braiding Sweetgrass, the uh, Burning Woman, were in, you inspired me to read those books. And well, like that was like when I was thinking after I published the, the blog post, I started to like go back in and add in little things, right? Like I'm like, oh, I could add in this or, oh, I remember reading that little review. And, and so I'm trying to make it a, a warmer than simply a list even, right? Like yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm nurturing my list yeah. and yeah. it's something that's, that can, that can live and breathe. And so I was thinking about like, so where did I learn about that book? And where did I learn about that book? And, and I'm, I'm adding that in. And I realized that, that those books uh, were through you. And so thank you. Oh, thank, thank you for that. And then I also realized that a couple of, of them, like the book of longings, that book, and um, I'm trying to remember what the other one was. I think for sure it was the book of longings I heard about on the free cookies podcast. Mm -hmm. They, um, they did a great interview with Sue Monk kid. It was mm -hmm. so, so good. And they've had a lot of other, Oh, also um, the, the book by um, Austin Channy Brown, the I'm Still Here, that yeah. was introduced to me through uh, the Free Cookies podcast. And so uh, that's why I decided to also add in some podcasts because there were some podcasts that I listened to this year. Um, of course, I included this as a podcast. <laughs> why not? We should, we should nurture our own communities. Um, but the there were, you know, Brene Brown's podcast, Untamed, and the Free Cookies, they both do interviews of voices of authors, people who write or create content. Yeah. And so several of these were also either I found them there or I found the podcast about the author once I started listening to it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that, that tends to be my MO. I'll, somebody will suggest a book and I'll go check out and see like, where are they interviewed? Are they yeah. interviewed by anybody that I love? If they are, I'll listen to it. Yeah. And see, like, does the book sound interesting? <laughs> like for, to me, right. Yeah. Is it going to be interesting to me? And then as soon as I'm done with the book and I love it, I then consume every other interview about it because it, yeah. it forces me to also uh, go back and yeah. listen to certain parts of the book that, you know, maybe I was pulling Lizzie closer, or maybe I was, you know, giving somebody a nod on the street when I was listening to the book and I missed it. So you know, I think if, if everybody we know, if we can inspire everybody we know to start creating their own lists, nurturing their own lists, putting the lists of the books, of the podcasts, of the blogs. Yeah. Um, I talked about Jackie's blog, Jackie Turner. Jackie and I met at a women's conference. Gosh, I guess it must be like 2014. It must be a long time ago now. <laughs> and she she's the one that wrote the series. I think it was a six-part series on spiritual journey. Um, I think I had sent I sent you one of her emails, but she it was a spiritual practices blog series, and it was this the stages of faith, right? And I I think that one of the things that I learned also through all of these books, because there were no business books in this whatsoever. Yeah. FYI. I was like, I'm done reading. I read a lot of business books too, but they did not make my top. And, and you know what? I'm, I know what I need to do. Yeah. <laughs> like I know what I need to do. And, and we have what we, what we need inside us. 
to accomplish our purpose. It doesn't mean we can't hone our skills, but I've read so many business books that maybe I took one nugget. These filled my soul. Like no other year of reading, except for maybe when I was 14 and I was reading the Heaven series by V.C. Andrews. Oh, I never heard. I didn't. I don't know what that is. Oh my goodness. I'm sure there's got to be a gal or two here who also devoured the V.C. Andrews Heaven series. Um, it was so good. Oh my goodness. I can remember being at Yosemite with my family and basically not moving from my chair that was in the river. My feet were in the river and I just like, I mean, and the books are like this thick oh, and wow. I just was read, 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 consumed them. That's what um, actually right there. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I would love to get back to enjoying reading the physical book. I don't as much right now. Mm. And part of that I'm, I, I know is my space. I don't have a super comfortable chair that has the right lighting and the right table. And like, so part of it is my doing, right? Yeah. I haven't created the space for that. Um, I also really love to be read to. Yeah, no, I think that's amazing. Yeah, I read in the bath and I, you know, we talk about this all the time. We are both officially bathletes um, yeah. and take our bath, our bathing rituals very serious. But mine is in the morning and I read in the morning and at night. But in the morning is, I mean, I I get in there, I'll be in there forever. I don't even get pruny anymore. I'm, I'm really officially turning into a mermaid because um, Stacey will come in. She's like, you've been in there for two hours. And I'm like, and I'm not even pruny. Like, what, what the heck? <laughs> I love it. Yeah, Andrew now knows he'll, he'll just send a text going, Do you need more water? Yeah. Like, isn't that water cold? You're like, Oh, I guess it is. I'm just so like into this book right now. It's <laughs> really so good. That's so good. That's so good. So, um, so books, yes. So I dropped in the link to my top 20 in 2020. We'll yeah. get you Molly's list when that's ready to go. Yeah. Uh, there, there's just so much goodness out there. Again, I really I'm have I'm putting that intention and that the wish out into the world that we are able to sit down and have a pot or two of tea with yeah. Elizabeth Lesser when oh. all of this opens up because she is our sisterhood, like just in so many ways. And I was having a conversation with Jackie Turner uh, via, you know, texting conversation. Yeah. And I said, you know, the interesting thing about Cassandra Speaks and all a lot of all these other books is I feel like it, we were given permission to do things that we always kind of felt was not allowed. Right. And yeah. that's a big thing. Like, even women like us who are bold and brave and who have started multiple businesses and who empower others and are, are have an intense power inside of us already that we felt the need to be given some sort of permission yeah. from Suma kid and dance with the dissident daughter to say, Hmm, that's not quite what I believe. How, why am I keeping this yeah. Yeah. in my world all the way to Cassandra speaks with Elizabeth saying like, what are you reading? Like, what do you, what do you, what, like, yeah. these are the things that we need to be doing differently. And so I'm very thankful for the the breaking open that I feel I had spiritually, this divine feminine release, and also through the books like White Fragility, and I'm still here. Yeah. Like recognizing that these that there is <clears throat> so much privilege that my focus this year was on spiritual enlightenment. Yeah. Yeah. And and that there's so many others who they're fighting for, for much, much more foundational basic right. 
and and that I the more broken open I am, the more confident I am, the more I step into that divine feminine space with other amazing women like you, like Elizabeth, like Sue, that we have so much more power collectively to help those people and That's- and to be ready and to have that full that full tank, that full cup, right? But we can't really do any kind of work unless we've done the internal work, because I think that's the other theme in all of those books for me was that internal view of what exists inside both our light and our shadow, right? The stuff that we are celebrating and stuff that we're hiding from each other. Um, And often, you know, that shadow represents or comes out in other people. And, you know, it's just the world and the life giving us all these opportunities to see it and to pull it out. Um, And for me, like it's white fragility and all of those books were really like um, uh, sort of a tap on the shoulder about how much work, um, you know, there still is to do inside of you that we harbor these things that we push and we hide and um, that we need to bring it out and have those hard um, connective conversations in the spirit of love, not in the spirit of convincing or that dominating or, or, um, changing a view, but in the space of understanding and compassion and, um, and, and truly love. And, um, I think that to me is the red thread in every single one of you know, the last book I read of 2020 was, um, the more beautiful world I know is possible. Um, I think that's what it is. And it's kind of a funky um, title, but, and it's written by a man, but it is absolutely a heart song about, um, I'm looking it up right now, just to make sure I'm saying it right. It's the book was called the more beautiful world our hearts know is possible by Charles Eisenstein. And he really does a beautiful job of discussing and to say and 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 saying, look, the old paradigm is done. The old paradigm is separateness, and the new paradigm is about interconnectedness and interbeing um, with everyone. And I think all of these books have sort of led us on this journey of this place where, like, we're not our my actions are not separate from your actions, and everything has impact. Um, and when we finally realize that we won't, um, you know, and, and when I create harm, I'm harming myself, you know, or when I see suffering, I'm suffering inside. And I think all of us sort of know that intuitively why we get that, that, that pain or the ache when you see someone, even a stranger, you know, suffering. And it's just because it's in us, we're, yeah. it's part of us. Um, and I think that's, that's what 2021 is all about is connecting on that kind of level. I agree. Well, and you know, what the work we've been able to accomplish in the woman up community with Sarah and Leslie and, and specifically for the three of us having partners like you, like rate my agent to come alongside and say like, how do we do this? Well, how, how do we do this differently? How do we create a space where we can help other women rise up into their power. They can, they can really feel confident as they, you know, step out back out into their communities. How can we create a space that feels comfortable for them, but also is welcoming to no matter what gender or, or leadership journey you identify with. Right. And, you know, we, I truly am so proud that we've been able to do that. I I hear time and time again, there's something different about woman up. Oh, I totally agree. 
And, and I, I believe like, as you're talking, that's, that's where I believe the difference is, right. That, that you, you were saying, Oh, well, th this book was written by a man. The thing is, is that when we read books that were written by people who have a, a balanced man, a masculine and feminine energy within them, that's yeah. what we're drawn to is, yeah. and, and why, when, um, she in Cassandra speaks, Elizabeth talks, she shares the quote from Nathaniel Hawthorne, the author of the Scarlet Letter. Mm -hmm. And that book always irritated me. I mean, it, it it bothered me when I was younger because I'd never, I didn't understand. Like, why was it only the woman who was, was being punished? And why is she the secret keeper and they're yeah. able to walk the planet free, free of charge, <laughs> literally free of charge and letter. And I, when, when Elizabeth was explaining the, a different way to look at the stories, right. A different side of the story to look at. Uh, if we were to look at Hester differently, if we were to look at her journey from the female perspective, not Nathaniel Hawthorne's who, right. who said in his time that women, the writing of women is trash. He actually said those words, writing of women is trash to looking at her story through the feminine perspective and, and how much stronger she became. Um, looking at Delilah's story in the Bible and saying, like, imagine her tribe. Like they sent in this woman, this bold, brave woman to seduce the most powerful man on the planet. Yes. And she did. <laughs> she did. Yes. She she worked it. <laughs> like, and how, like the, that isn't the story. The story is how, you know, no one wants to be a Jezebel or a Delilah because yeah. of the story was told from the male perspective. Yeah. But the other side of the story is they got it done. They took on this huge thing that no other man could do. Well, and again, I think that comes back to this idea of gift too, right? And honoring your natural gifts and being able to use what you have, right? That is uniquely you to achieve. And so many times, one of the things I was remembering too um, is about, you know, the imposter syndrome, right? And so many of us have imposter syndrome because our gifts are different than what we're seeing success look like. And so we're judging and, and, comparing and undervaluing what we have and what we show up with versus what someone else has and what they show up with because our world is very, very clear about what success looks like. And so until we change that conversation, and I think when I'm hearing you talking about Delilah, you know, it's like, you know, using what you have to accomplish a goal, whatever that may be, you know, is actually exactly why we are in the bodies that we are in doing the work that we're doing and it and acceptance and um, understanding how we all show up so uniquely and beautifully is really where it starts. Um, so it's not always about yielding weapons or, you know, or data crunching or all of that. <laughs> I love the karate chop. I know. See, like, you're getting into the grind again. You got to talk about coffee, Molly. <laughs> you know, this is, I, I, as you were saying that, I was thinking, can you imagine? So last year we were in, we experienced the most heated political environment. I, I hope of our entire lives. Like, I hope that never happens again. I do too. However, what one of the most bizarre things for me was seeing a world that was so split. Like yeah. I, I, I always, I mean, there's always been people who were Republicans and Democrats, and there's always been independents and and the 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 right sides of each and the left sides of each, and like there's always been that. But there was such a ca like 
just a chasm between the two parties. And, and when you, when you start to go back and you look at these lessons that you learned, whether they were Bible stories, um, even how she talked about the Garden of Eden, right? Mm -hmm. About how that, that was a story. It's a story that's been translated so many times and, and how you could look at it as though the woman Eve was the original sinner yeah. Or you can look at that story from a very different perspective and say the Garden of Eden was a representation of childhood and of innocence. And she realized having her conversations with the snake who, yes. who back then actually today we're all afraid of snakes, but back then snakes were revered as wisdom and wise creatures. And, and so Kundalini energy, which is. <laughs> part of your energy chakra. Yep. Yes. And so if we, if we look, if we can shift the perspective and we can look at, at the garden of Eden as though it was a, a representation of childhood and Eve, although it brought on a lot of pain and suffering, it was the, it's time for us to ascend to the next space. We, we cannot be children forever. We cannot run around it, naked in a garden for eternity what good, like that, that is no life either. Right. And so like her looking at each one of those stories, thinking about Delilah, thinking about Jezebel, and then even thinking about the stories that were outside of, of the Bible, right. The, um, the, the, the Hester's and every other. So now I want to go back and read of so many of those books <laughs> and think about this, the flip story. Yeah. Right? Oh, I love it. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's so, so good because, you know, that was the initiation of, um, you know, women disempowerment, you know, the, the garden of Eden story. And so like when I close my eyes and when I have like so many, so much lately, my dreams have been about recreating, you know, the garden of Eden, the heaven on earth, but this time, right. It's a choice. It's not because we've just landed there. It's because we choose to create it. Um, mm -hmm. armed with knowledge and wisdom and and our own power, right, of, of choice, um, of free will. Um, and so I think that that is um, really, really cool. The other thing for me that was the, another theme in all of these books um, that really sung to me this year was the reconnection to nature. And that started with um, braiding sweetgrass. Um, and uh, Kimmerer was her last name. I forget what her first name is, but um, I know we need to do that because we have to, to say her name. That I'm looking it up on my phone because yeah, I got it right here. Robin Kimmerer. Robert Kimmerer. And that book to me was like a love song to the planet. Um, I absolutely like fell in love with her words and the um, interconnectedness that she understood of how all of these plants, it's not just on the surface where, oh, you know, this is great for that you chop the leaves for tea. It's at the root has has medicinal properties or wonderful for, you know, or like the, the pussy willow where like the cotton was used to fuel the flames and the leaves were used and everything was purposeful. It was just so incredible. Um, yes. And along that line was another book that I read. I don't know if you read this one or not, but I would recommend it. And it's Return of the Bird Tribes. And it is, again, this idea of um, the, the native indigenous wisdom resurfacing on our planet, not as primitive, but as profound. And mm. we're finally coming full circle to realize that intelligence uh, of the indigenous tribes and really looking to 
the people who walk on the earth and understand what that means um, to, to be our leaders and to, and to basically teach us how to live um, in accordance with nature and in communion with nature instead of dominating and controlling and consuming. And um, that was absolutely something that was, those words were like, again, like butter, you know, we're just like, I just want more of this, right? Yes. You know, when you're, when you're reading a book, you're like, yes, more of this. So like, how can I live in, in a way that's, you know, connecting and not consuming? Um, and, and that is just such a mindset shift for our, for our world today. It so is. So I think the, um, <clears throat> where, where we can kind of create our calls to action around the books would be put your list together. Let us know what your list is. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, Molly and I will definitely share ours as well and start to pay attention to what you're reading and, and what you're recommending. You know, I've seen a lot of book lists flying around out there and it's, you know, I understand we want to read the business books, but we also need to expand other areas of ourselves and this focus on the whole human and, you know, making sure that mind, body, soul, spirit, and business. Yes. <laughs> this is what I about, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, so we, we'd love to see your lists and make sure that you don't leave the book behind. Like really find the things as in the, the, what we're talking about today with Elizabeth Lesser and Cassandra Speaks, you know, we're writing our lists. We're looking at the words we're using. Um, you know, I'm looking for words to, instead of slaying your goals, I'm saying nurturing and achieving your goals more often. Yeah. Where can we look at the words we're using and pull out the words that are related to violence and war and battles and replace them with gardening or carpentry or all these other words that are much more about building and creating more connection between us start to look at those words and, and we're not just like with when we say we love tea we're not saying we hate coffee when we say we don't <laughs> okay that we that that's funny that we that we're saying like let's use other words more and yeah. those words less there's you know, it's let's eat more greens, but that doesn't mean we have to leave dessert forever. Right. And, and so it's, it's important for us to simply be aware. Uh, and so spend some time this week thinking about what adjectives are you using? Yeah. What, what verbs are you using? Are you saying, oh, it's another, um, you know, bullet in my gun. Are you saying it's another um, weapon in my arsenal? Or are you saying it's another tool in my toolbox? or, you know, another herb in my garden. Yeah, I know. It's true. I mean, especially with the seeds metaphor, they really work. And, you know, if, you know, when we publish our lists, if anybody has some of the books that I have, I found um, in, in um, very like old antique bookstores that I don't know how available they are. Um, and so yeah, I'm happy if there's anything on my list, I'm happy to pass it around um, so that we can share as well. Um, so some of them are hard to find. I love that. Oh, goodness. So we, we've reached an hour um, and we haven't had a chance to talk about our words. So I think we should talk about our words next week. Okay, perfect. And um, because of course my word will continue to be my word and all year long as well yours. And that'll give everyone a chance to, who joined me, especially before you hopped on, we were talking about that. And some people are still having a hard time finding their word. Mm -hmm. um, I do want 
I love that. So Mia popped in and she said she's actually choosing a monthly theme this year. So she has a word for 2021, which is alchemy. And her theme for January, I think it's Huga is how you say it. Um, H Y or, or hi Uga. Um, H Y G G E. Yes. The Norwegian word. And it's, it says it's the Norwegian word, Danish or Norwegian word for a mood of coziness and comfortable conviviality with feelings of wellness and contentment. I love that. Yeah. So in yoga, um, that is uh, yama and it's called santosha, which means contentment. Um, so that's another, if, if that's uh, santosha is if other people are looking for that word or that idea resonates with them and they, they can't pronounce haiga. I think it's, it's a haiga. I think it's, I think it's, ha- well, huga is, I think, how I've heard it, but I think it can be okay. also hayuga. Okay. If you want to say that, why? Um, maybe Mia knows, maybe I'll go look at, I'll go look it up. Um, well, because and we're joint, we're going to pop on to Clubhouse afterwards so that we can yes. actually, because oh, this format is such that uh, huga. Okay. That's, I, I, Mia, Mia is saying, for those of you who can't see it, it's, she's saying it's Huga. That's how I'm saying it because it makes my face happy to say it. Oh and that's God. beautiful. I, I need to, you know, Mia, I love the idea of themes. I love themes. <laughs> We've actually talked about themes. Sarah's here. If Sarah's still here, she knows I love themes. I love monthly themes for content. Yeah. Uh, why not? Why not for... Uh, why not choosing a word? I love that. I love that so much, Mia. Thank you for that. I need to, I need to noodle on that a little bit. I, I really want less pressure, more peace this year. Mm-hmm. And so if it, if it helps me create more peace, it's a yes. If it adds more pressure, it has to be a no, because I don't want to feel that intense pressure throughout this year. I, I don't, I really don't think I can handle it. I mean, I don't think that if my, my spirit can handle another year like that. Um, just that pressure. So yes to peace. Yes to finding ways that make your face smile when you say the words. <laughs> that may be the best reason to say it of, of all anyway, right? Especially when you're connecting the words, that vibration with your body. It's so good. But we are meeting at Clubhouse next because this yes. platform doesn't allow people to weigh in and jump in and, and share their stories outside of just the chat. And so hopefully Clubhouse will be able to allow us to continue this conversation and, and, and allow other people to weigh in. Um, about the affirmations that, and, and the things that we we're talking about. So, yeah, so that should be fun. I will, um, as soon as we get that started, I think that you start that over there. Mm-hmm. I'll drop the link in over here. Okay. Um, this is our first, this is the first time I've actually, I mean, I've listened to a couple that I've not actually talked inside yeah. Clubhouse yet. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, if you are on Clubhouse, join us because it's going to be a hoot. It'll, it'll be a oh, hoot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know if it'll be cozy. It's, it definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It's going to stretch us, which will feel good. Yes, that's for sure. So if you are uh, on Clubhouse, join us. Of course, you'll be able to find Molly or or me. Just our faces are in there. You'll see us. So so join us over there, uh, Deborah Trapin, Molly McKinley. Uh, if you get there after, just c- connect with us, and then you'll know. Hello, I love it. And Sarah, can someone invite me on this Clubhouse thing? Yes, yes. <laughs> Yes, we'll get you in there, Sarah. I didn't realize you weren't in there yet. Ah. Well, I think they make it sound like you don't, you can't add people. But if you create an account, everybody that I know who has created an account has been instantly in by someone. So I would say create the account on Clubhouse and then somebody will let you in. 
Um, but, you know, I, I think they're creating scarcity, which again, is sort of anti what we're all about, but at the same time, um, it's an interesting platform we're exploring. So, oh, I know she's exactly. Um, okay. So let's, uh, let's meditate out. Maybe that'll help her and yeah. then we'll hop on over there. All right. I love that. And so again, starting with that tall spine, grounding through the sitting bones, connecting the feet to the earth, or if you're sitting, just feel your body. Start to bring your awareness to your breath, feeling the air entering and leaving the nose. Pulling your awareness to the space between your brow. Dropping into the center of the brain, our pineal gland, maybe mispronouncing it, but just imagine this center of our brain lighting up. Imagine this beautiful golden glowing ball and with every inhale and exhale, the, this ball grows brighter and connections like sunbeams are reaching into every corner of our brains, lighting and firing ourselves up. Pulling this beautiful glowing light all around the entire face and head, around the shoulders and the neck, and pulling that beautiful glowing breath into our hearts and our limbs and our bellies. until so we're encased in a beautiful glowing ball of golden light. And just try to hold this image of yourself contained in this glowing bubble of light. Knowing that you're safe and you're well and things are as they should be. Contentment, Santosha, Luga. Big breath in together. And big breath out, releasing to the mouth. So good. That was good. Thank you. Thank fire you. up the brain. Fire up the brain. Oh, fire up the brain for 2021. Yay. The first day of the next 12 months of our lives is today. I love that. Are you wearing a, a green Frankie? I am wearing the original Frankie today. Oh, I love it. Yes, this is the original Frankie. This is the one that my mom and I went out and searched high and low for after we binge watched Grace and Frankie together. <laughs> like This must be like, I don't know, four years ago now. Um, yeah, I, I, what I'd love to do, I'm going to put this out in the universe. Does anybody know anyone who sews caftans? Because I would love to have a a custom caftan made mm -hmm. and I would like to be able to help a woman sell them Oh, because I get people who are like, I think I want one. I was like that. I have my Frankie now. Yes. Yes. In my Frankie too, because it's a beautiful turquoise color. So there is. Well, and uh, Sarah messaged me this morning too. She was like, Oh, I want one of those. And so I thought, you know, I, I need to have some, I'd like to support a, a, ideally a woman who's local to, someone I love. Yes. <laughs> um, all right. So shall we, um, 
shall we hop on over to to clubhouse now and um test that out let's do it no all right everyone yes we will see everyone um next tuesday and until then put together your list of books share them with us and get ready to let's talk about our word our guiding word next week all right see you soon bye, bye. thank you for spilling the tea with molly and me today it was our heart's desire to provide a lens for focus a place to uncover the opportunities that abound and create a moment to embrace grace and gratitude as we celebrate the beauty that is swirling all around us. To connect with us, head on over to our current collaboration site, moxieonfire.com and sign up for updates. That's moxieonfire.com. Let's all go forth and lead with love, trust, and faith.